previously at the Macarius Avenue. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. We're talking about the miracle ministry of Jesus. Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. Very and simple scripture. Acts 10 verse 37. He said that the word I say ye know, which was published throughout all Judea, and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. Then he continues in 38, which is my main verse. He said, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. There are many Jesuses, but there's only one Jesus of Nazareth. And he was the anointed one. See, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Praise God. So God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and with power. No one can walk in the miraculous without the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus himself had to be anointed of the Holy Spirit. So he received the anointing. And we say Jesus Christ... Christ means the anointed one. So Christ is not his surname. Christ means what? God to help me. So Christ means the anointed one. So Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit to be able to stand in in his office. Now Jesus was a prophet, praise God. And he came in to showcase God's glory, not only to die for our sins, because for over 400 years, there were no activity of prophets after Malachi was gone. Hallelujah. So there were no visions. There were no uh, uh, words of God coming in. But Jesus Christ came anointed of the Holy Spirit to be able to do the things that God has asked him to do. It means that if no one is anointed of the Holy Spirit, they cannot heal the sick. They cannot cast out devils. Hallelujah. So if Jesus received that anointing, it means that anyone who will be able to do this must also receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Do you get it? If you get it, clap your hands for God. So the anointing is the, uh, the main factor to walk in the miracles. Because it's that that sends you into the supernatural. Hallelujah. On a normal day, somebody is sick, they are supposed to go to the hospital. If the doctors declare them that this illness cannot be cured, that is how it should be. Praise God. But God can bring divine healing. And divine healing is only by the anointing. Hallelujah. The devil may try to do some things, but it is only the anointing that cures things uh, diseases by divine means and if Jesus had it it means we can have it too so just to establish that fact now let's look at the miracle ministry of Jesus now Jesus' ministry realized that he said that he cast out devils he went about healing the sick so let's look at the healing ministry so when it comes to miracles miracles are not only healings and that is they will talk about the healing uh, the miracle ministry of Jesus it's not only healing but he, 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 he walked in some healing power. 
And that is what we can look at to now. So firstly, let's look at the miracles of healings of Jesus. Come to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. Matthew 15 verse 30. He said, then great multitudes came and what? Great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame. Lame. You know when somebody's lame? Oh, you don't know it? The lame, the blind, mute, maimed. Even people whose legs were chopped off. They were maimed. Their hands have been chopped off. Their legs chopped off, probably through an accident. And many others, and they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. What will let you see somebody whose leg has been chopped off to try to lay hands on him? How, what miracle are you expecting? That the leg will grow. Praise God. Hey, if it doesn't take the anointing, you can't even imagine that. And the Bible says that, let's go, verse 31. So multitude marveled because the miracles make you marvel. Multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking. Somebody that was dumb, the guy began to speak. The maimed made whole. Maimed means that the guy whose leg was chopped off, now his leg has grown. If the leg was chopped off from here, it means that it grows and comes with the feet and toenails and everything becomes whole. That was the kind of miracles Jesus did. If somebody walks in this miracle power, they'll call him a devil. Because we believe the devil is more powerful. But Jesus did many miracles. Hallelujah. And if he did this, it means that we can also see it. Oh, clap your hands for the Lord. Man. That is why he said that it, there is nothing impossible with God. It means that if you have a sickness, you read this particular scripture, it should inspire your faith. If somebody was maimed and Jesus could make him whole, my headache will go. My cancer can die. Hallelujah. Hepatitis can just leave. If God has to create a new liver, he can create a new liver and give it to you. Can the amen be louder? Yes, of course. And he said, the lame walking, the blind seeing, and they glorify God, the God of Israel. So the maimed, the maimed was made whole, the blind. So Jesus saw diverse kinds of healings. Hallelujah. Not all of them were put here. Even not all of them were recorded in the Bible. Some of the healings we saw was the woman with the issue of blood. He touched the hem of his garment and he was made whole. That is why it's very important that when you are in a ministry and you see things happening like this, it inspires faith in you. To know that one day, because sickness can strike you anytime, so that you know that one day when something happens to you, at least you have seen the healing ministry of Jesus in the Bible. 
and you have also seen it being manifested right in your eyes. It means that your faith grows to be able to receive. Say, I can receive any form of healing for my body. I don't like the way you're saying it. And imagine you are in that crusade and you are seeing people whose feet were cut growing. It will, it will bring some chills down your spine. Hallelujah. Because this is not magic. This is not American God talent that they are trying to show some magic. These are real situations. <laughs> Glory to God. The guy you knew in the street that was begging was blind. All of a sudden he says he can see. And he's moving without an aid. And the Bible says, they glorified God. When we see healing miracles, that's the time to glorify God. We cheer. We glorify God. We shout glory. Can you shout glory? Oh, can you shout glory? That's the healing ministry. So Jesus had a healing ministry, which was miracles. Miracles. And when they brought sick people, miracle means that it defies science. Defies science. Defies nature. It cannot be explained. One day a man of God prayed for somebody who was blind from birth. Then the guy began to see and they said they brought in colors for the guy to identify the colors. And skeptics were like, okay, if the guy has not seen all throughout his life, how come all of a sudden he can recognize colors? It means that the miracle is fake. Does it not make sense? Oh, come on. That is it. Because God can heal you such that the years you have lost, he can bring it back. That was the life of William Braham. William Braham had never been to school. And one day he was there and an angel appeared to him. This amount of the supernatural. So an angel appeared to him and touched him and said, from now, go and preach. When the guy took the Bible, he understood it. He has never read. He, has, he doesn't know letters. He doesn't know letter T. But the guy took the Bible and began to read and could understand it. And from that day, he could read and write. That is a miracle. So God can touch you and make you whole. Can the amen be louder? Because it's not now the guy, the guy is, if the guy is in, in his 30s, he, they are not going to show him this is yellow, this is blue, this is green. He is going back to nursery at the age of 30. So God MP3s all the years and fast forward into the future. So skeptics, when they had the man of God, he said, he himself, he doesn't understand how the guy can identify the guy. They say it is fake. Yes, thank God it is fake. The guy who received him alone knows that it is not fake. That's what they did to the blind man that Jesus healed. They said, one thing I know, once I was blind, now I can see. Whether the man is fake or not, I do not care. My own is that once I was blind, but now I can see. That is going to be your testimony. When they say, oh, this is not you, you say, ah, once I was sick, but now I am whole. Once I was lying on my bed, but now I was whole. Once they diagnosed me of a dangerous disease, but now I am healed. Can the amen be louder? Do you believe in miracles? And this is, this is the life. If, if we go to church and there are no miracles, then it's a religion. 
Christianity is not a religion. It is the power of God in, in manifestation. And if God anointed Jesus, he is still anointing people up to today. And we can believe God for some of these miracles that people's legs leg that are cut can grow. You see, what kind of miracles that one? God can do it. Maimed receive wholeness. Lame. What for blind eyes seeing? It's like we have seen it many times. Hallelujah. But somebody maybe had a nasty dead. His, his ear was cut off. Instead of going to do cosmetic surgery, God cannot give him another ear. By the time you realize the ear will be growing. These people, they don't believe it. They say, ah, how can the ear grow? But that is a miracle right there. See, I believe. I believe. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Do you believe in miracles? What you believe is what you can expect. If you don't believe it, it will not happen to you. People don't expect miracles. They don't receive it. One day, somebody's child died, and I went to the hospital. She called me. She was so much devastated. So I prayed. I said, okay, I'll come to the hospital tomorrow. Throughout the night, I prayed to gather faith. You know, if somebody dies, it's not sleep prayed, gathered faith to try to go to the hospital. And when I got there, they were showing uh, uh, a on TV. And she immediately began, look at all these fake pastors, all these fake miracles. And I tried to say that, I'm here to pray for them. But he said, oh, this fake, oh, it's of them to be teaching salvation. All they are doing is fake. And their daughter is dead, though. Their, their baby is a, is a boy. is dead. And she's believing God for a miracle. And she's criticizing miracles. All of a sudden, my faith just quenched. I said, oh God, Jesus, this, there will be no miracle in this place. So I went to look at the boy. And when I touched the baby, they are putting the baby in some small box. When I touched the baby, the baby was so cold. When I touched the cold baby, my faith just went down. So I came back. She said, what's happening? I said, let's bury him. Because my faith was gone. Her words just quenched my faith. Because she herself, she didn't believe. There was a man that was so sick. The Bible says he was sick of the palsy. And his, his friends knew that Jesus had come to town. And Jesus was ministering. And when he was ministering, the crowds were so much... They didn't know where to put them. So they realized that if Jesus finishes this crusade, we won't see him anywhere. They, they, they broke the roof and they, they brought the guy down. Right in front. They, they were able to manage where Jesus was sitting. And they broke the roof and they brought the guy sitting down in front of Jesus. Because they know that if Jesus leaves this town, there is no one healer in that city. Not one. It is only Jesus. And if Jesus, is, Jesus leaves that city, that man will die. He was so sick of the palsy. And Jesus touched him. And he made him whole. Why? For the sake of his friends. They threw him in front of Jesus. Bishop Dakey would not say he went to Brazil. He has never seen faith like that before. That they could believe that he can raise the dead. <laughs> he said, I came here to preach. And they believed that he can raise the dead. And they carried people from the mortuary. They carried people that had died. 
and when he was preaching about Lazarus and the rich man, that's his crusade topic. Lazarus and the rich man, they were throwing dead people on the stage. And he's like, where? Today be today. And he continued preaching. And while he was preaching, some of them were getting up. That is a miracle. Can I get a very big amen? It was not his faith. The people believed that the Jesus kind is here. And if this man leaves, oh, there will be trouble. Sometimes the way things happen, it will only take your faith. That's when you don't have to be a Ghanaian Christian. The Ghanaian Christians wait. If the pastor me, if he calls me and he prays for me, fine. We have been in this church. You minister, when he gets to me, he will just walk away. Me that I'm very sick. Oh. The pastor even noticed that I'm sick. And he will come and lay hands on somebody nearby me and walk away. If I die, it is him. <laughs> that is how somebody is thinking. It's just going to, you're going to die. You must draw your faith. Because sometimes the man of God is not even thinking about you. Where God is directing him, that is where he goes to. But you have to draw him by your faith. And your faith can make you whole. People received healings from Jesus. And he said, it is your faith that has made you whole. I pray your faith will increase. I pray your faith will increase. So Bishop Doug said he came to Ghana. When he came back, he was preaching in his church. He said, bring all manner of diseases. And he touched people and don't be healed. Why? They have been with him. The pastor is getting angry every time. They have seen him. They say, be healed. And nothing is happening. He said, no, I must go to the crusade ground. It is called the aura of the visitor. Yes. And it's true. When I go to places... I receive more healings. More because they don't know me. They see me as junior Jesus. They don't know any weakness. They don't know anything. They believe. Hallelujah. Once I was ministry somewhere, some guy, Mr. Moses, the guy came to hold my leg. He said, Man, if you don't bless me, you can't go. And it was in the service. It, five ushers were trying to pull him. He won't go. Because when they pull him, they'll pull me too. <laughs> Sure. He said he won't go. He won't go. Why? He to him, that is the time. Because I had prophesied to somebody and declared, and there was a change. And he said, eh? Some change has come. This man is visiting our church. If he goes, I won't get in. He ran. Yeah, that is the aura of a visitor. But sometimes when the person is amongst you, you don't receive. The same way Jesus was in his own hometown. He called, he said, be healed. They are like, oh, the capital son. You know, this man, with this guy, we're playing chess killing with him. Now he says he's anointed. <laughs> we know him. He's our classmate. Then he said, ah, if these things were dying, tie and sit down. Because when he goes there, they receive him. I pray that you'll be able to receive. Receive healing for your body. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. May every wheat be made whole. Be healed in your body. Be healed in your blood. Be healed in your bones. Be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Some people believe that Jesus' healing ministry died with him. 
But no, it continued with the apostles. Some people also believe that it finished with the apostles. No, it didn't finish with the apostles. Jesus is still healing today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same anointing that was on Jesus is still on many men of God today. And we are seeing the miraculous. Hallelujah. Can I get a very big amen? It doesn't mean that as long as men of God are there, people may not die of sicknesses. Some people will still die of sicknesses. There are things that we can never explain. There are men of God themselves who may also die of a sickness. Elijah was very anointed, but he died of a disease. And nobody could explain. The things that we cannot explain, let's leave it to God. And the things that we receive, let's receive those words. Can the amen be louder? Clap your hands for the Lord. Glory to God. Now, not only did Jesus do healing miracles, there were miracles that Jesus did for supernatural supplies. Glory to God. Tell me it's a supernatural supply. Come to the book of John. John chapter 6, this is when Jesus brought a supernatural supply. John 6 verse, <clears throat> verse 8, Jesus was in a crusade for a very long time and there was no food. They have been with him for three days. They have finished eating all their food. Verse 8, one of the disciples, Andrew Simon, Peter's brother said to him, uh-huh, there is a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? He said, ah, only two fishes and five loaves. We have 5,000 people. How do we share this? And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in the number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples. And the disciples told them that were sat down, and likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. And they were filled. He said unto the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain and nothing be lost. In the book of Matthew, the account, he said that as they shared the bread, the bread multiplied. Supernatural supply. And that was a miracle. So 5,000 people, imagine there is trouble in your home and all you have is a cup of gari in your house or a cup of rice and you are a family of 10. How do you share this? And you pray over it. And as you are dishing out the food, the food is not finishing. That's a miracle. Some people believe that these things cannot happen. But in the, in the, in the supernatural, things like that can happen. So Jesus, because there is no way they are going to get food. And the people have been with him for three. If they die, they'll blame Jesus. They'll say he has killed people. He doesn't care about them. All he cares about, he'll be preaching to these people till they die. Then he said, bring the, bring the loaves of bread. And as they shared the loaves of bread, the bread began to multiply. 5,000 people ate it, were filled. 
and there were there was excess this is a miracle do you believe that god can do it do you believe that you can be counting that your last money and once you are counting it it is multiplying you can be counting it this is a supernatural life it doesn't happen every time so the late Archbishop Benson the Hosea said one day he read this thing and they went to they were building and their money had finished sand is finished stones and they were calling him he said there is no money so he went to the place and ordered the people build nobody's come and complain that anything is finished it is not finished they say sir <laughs> look at the sand he said fetch and build while they were fetching it was not finishing. And they were building and it was going. It is a miracle. It is multiplication. Not only did Jesus do that. One day Peter and his colleagues, they had gone on fishing. And Jesus came to the shore. He said, son, have you caught anything? They said, no, we have told all night. All night. Jesus said, cast your net on this side. When they cast their net on that side, they had a bumper harvest. That was a miracle. The same way, this same Jesus, when they came for tax, and he was finding, he's like, we're looking for Judah, they can't find him. And he said, hey, give Caesar unto what belongs to Caesar, and give what belongs to God. He told Peter, go, I'm sending you, take a hook, go, and, and fish. The first fish you will catch, open the mouth. There is a coin in it. Jesus started miracle money. He was the first one. He spoke and the fish brought out money from his mouth. What were they going to use it for? To pay tax. He was trying to tell them that when it comes to tax payment, I can call money from heaven and I can still continue to pay tax. And Jesus did miracle money. It means that sometimes you can receive a miracle money. In that need, God can bring you some supernatural supply. Somebody can come to your shop and pay. And pay over 10,000. You call him by and say, Sir, you have overpaid. He said, No, I've counted it. You can say, Hey, you have overpaid. And he said, No, I've not overpaid. He says, Sir, I said, You have uh -huh, your, your own miracle. I saw not God. He said, sir, you have overpaid. He said, no, you have not overpaid. And that is a miracle. To him, he gave you 5,000. But while he was giving you, the angel doubled it. Can I get a very big amen? And he said, you are arguing. He said, if I'm arguing, then go. Because you can't call me a thief anymore. Glory be to God. And Jesus walked in that kind of miracle. It means that we can see these miracles. If Jesus did it, we should expect it. Sometimes you should expect that there will be a supernatural turn around in your finances. It's not every time that you can save, 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 save. Saving is good. Someone say, oh, I'm going to spend my, all my savings. Saving is good. But sometimes you need a financial miracle. And if Jesus did it, it means that we can experience it in our time too. Clap your hands and shout glory to God. Not only did that, Jesus defies signs. In John chapter 2. He defied nature. John chapter 2, verse 1. And the third day, there, were, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. 
and the mother of Jesus was there and both Jesus and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage they were invited to the marriage hallelujah they said oh Jesus you need to pass through this wedding Jesus said unto her woman what have I to do okay verse 3 and when they wanted wine the mother of Jesus said unto them they have no wine the wine was finished at the wedding then the mother of Jesus came to him and said verse 4 Jesus said unto her woman what have I to do with thee mine hour has not yet come yes then my time has not come to be doing miracles here but the mother insisted his mother said unto the servant he went to the servant and said I know my son I know my boy Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone for the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three fecunds apis. Jesus said unto them, fill the water pot with water. And they filled them. Because why? They have already told them, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water, that was made wine, he knew not whence it was. But the servants which drew the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, Every man at the beginning doeth forth said good wine. And when men have well drunk, then which is worse will come. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. Even Jesus, when he turned water, is my Jesus turning water into Fanta? When he became Fanta, that Fanta will taste better. Hey, are you sure you are here? So Jesus said, fetch water. Go and fetch water. Fill it. Then he said, go and give the water to the MC. And the MC drinks it and says, Chai, what kind of wine is this? You people are wicked. You, have, you are waiting for us to finish drinking. When we are satisfied, you are not bringing the best wine. And the Bible says, and this, let's go on. And this beginning, the signs Jesus did in Galilee and manifested his glory. And his disciples believed on him. Jesus defied nature by making water into wine and that was a miracle but you see these things do not happen because he just went to the party just to decide that I'm going to turn water into wine no there was a shortage and when there was a shortage they pressed him and the anointing was stirred and when the anointing was stirred he said let me help this couple so that there will be no disgrace sometimes when you stir the anointing it moves faith and there is a miracle. I pray that sometimes you can just stir the anointing. So that something will move on your behalf. This morning may something move on your behalf. Oh I can't hear the amen. May something move on your behalf. Let faith be stirred. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can the amen be louder. Clap your hands for the Lord. Glory to God. How did Jesus defy nature again? Now, Jesus walked on the water. He told the disciple, we must go back to the other side. 
when he came, there was no boat. The disciples had gone. And there was a boisterous wind on that. And Jesus got up and began to walk on the water. And when Peter saw him, he said, there is a ghost coming on the water. There is a spirit. And Jesus said, cheer up. When they saw that it was Jesus, they knew, wow, what manner of man is this? The same way they were in the boat. Where they were in the boat, the Bible says that there was a wind that was blowing, boisterous wind. And Jesus was sleeping. And when they woke him up, he spoke to the wind and said, peace be still. And the disciple looked at him and said, what manner of man is this? That the winds even obey him. That was a miracle. So Alexander Dawi, in his account, said when he read this, he made so many travels crossing the Atlantic Ocean. There but the ships we have now were not like those days. When there is boisterous wind, you see water entering, you have to be fetching it out. And he said, the same way Jesus rebuked the wind, anytime there was a boisterous wind, you remember the scripture, and he will rebuke the wind and they'll be calm. He did that 14 times across the Atlantic Ocean and they never drowned one day. If you are in the plane and there are turbulence, you can speak to the turbulence. You can speak to the turbulence. Because if Jesus did it, there is an anointing for it. Can the amen be louder? Oh, I can't feel you in the house. We are serving the same Jesus. And that anointing is still working today. That is why you must learn to believe in the supernatural, believe in the miracles. Because when you read these accounts, these are not just stories. These are things that have happened to inspire faith in us. That in case there is trouble, you can speak and you will be saved. Maybe your break failed. You can speak. Let this car stop in the name of Jesus. And the car can stop in the name of Jesus. Because when you speak by faith, angels will be there. We are not ordinary people. Say, say, I'm not ordinary. I have the backing of the Holy Ghost. Say it again. Say it again. Say, I am not ordinary. I'm not ordinary. I'm not ordinary. I'm not ordinary. Keep saying it to yourself. I have the backing of the Holy Ghost. I believe in the miraculous. I believe in the miraculous. I believe in the miraculous. Whatever account is in the Bible, I can also experience it. I can also experience it. Can the amen be louder? Then Jesus comes in with the raising of the dead. Someone dies. Jesus goes and says, daughter, awake. Say that child is sleeping. And the Bible said they laugh him to the scorn. The greatest miracle to see dead people come back to life. And the worst was when Lazarus had died for three days. Three days. He's not fresh dead body. And he was buried. He had been embalmed, tied, and put in his sepulchre. And he said, open it. And when he came, when he told them, open it, and said, ah, Jesus, if you were here, I know that my brother will come back to life. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I am, I am the life. And that's what the Bible said. And Jesus wept. He wept because of their unbelief. And he said, open the tomb. Imagine Jesus. He said, open the tomb. And when they open, he said, Lazarus, 
comfort. And I know people will say, oh, Jesus, he had no knack. Lazarus should come forth. Come forth for where? By the time they realized Lazarus was coming forth, can the amen be louder? I speak over every dead situation. Come out. Come forth. Experience the resurrection power of the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, can the amen be louder? If Jesus saw these things, we can see these things in our ministry. So Jesus had a miraculous ministry. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He caused supernatural supplies. He defied signs. Hallelujah. And he casted out devils. Yeah, casting out devils is a miracle. Sometimes people are into some things and you think that they need, they need uh, therapy. It's not therapy. It's a demon. And when you say out of them, they become free. Epilepsy is demonic. Demonic. I've seen some. One day there was a man of God called Apostle T.D. Williams. He's a Nigerian. He came to hold a, a program in Ghana and I was there. And he pointed to a guy. And he said, anytime you go for interview, that's when your epilepsy will show. The guy is an MIT graduate, first class. Anytime he gets a job on the interview day, when he sits behind the panel, after they have finished the discussion, and now they want to say that, okay, congratulations, then the guy will fall. And he said, this thing has continued for years. He looked at the guy and said, come out! A lizard came out of his mouth. This is Africa. Someone said, lizard. People vomit frogs. Because there was something inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of a sudden, ushers were running. Thank God for some brave people. They killed the lizard right there. And the guy was made free. Any lizard, anything in your belly, may it come out. May it come out. May it come out. These are not superstitions. These are reality. And these are the things that we need miracles. I saw it with my, I've never seen that with my life. The guy, he <laughs> just goes like that. The lizard jumped out of his mouth. Who, who put his hand? Maybe they put in some food for him. There was an enchantment somewhere. That is why when you go to church, forget about the guy who knocked your head. Forget about the guy who offended you. You might not know. Maybe there's a lizard in your story. <laughs> okay, I got I got to close. Pastor Chris was teaching on demonology in church like this. And he said something like that. And everybody was like, ah, ah, ah. So he went to the choir. I'll go to the choir right now. <laughs> so he went to the choir and said, who, who thinks that he doesn't have any demon? All of them said, no, we don't have, we don't have. He pointed one person, come. <laughs> when the lady came, he looked into the eyes like that and said, out. She began to manifest. And he said, there are three demons in you. Firstly, he said, the demon that is in you, number one, is bitterness. And it has given you high blood pressure. And you are dying. She said, it's true. He said, you had an issue with your in-law 14 years ago. She can't forgive. It had become demonic. It was here. And she was fine. They said, there is another one. 
They say, one is gone, two more. When you finish, you say, say yes, any more person with that demon, everybody was like, <laughs> we, are, we are okay. You might be here, maybe there is a demon. It may be causing some things in your life, but you don't know there is a demon. That is why when we pray like that, let things come out of our life. Can the amen be loud? Clap your hands and pray one minute. <laughs> The church is a spiritual hospital. Oh, Lord, my God. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Anything in our spirit that is not of you, let it out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your universe display. Father, we need your miracle. Save your Lord today. In Jesus' mighty name. Stretch off your hand. I pray that if there's any demonic influence over your life, I pray that you are free from it. You are very free from it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen.